It's quiet now. No sound desecrates the air but the slight waving of grass in the wind and the steady thumping of my heart. She's gone. Both of her. The one she wore on the outside and the one she kept on the inside. Both gone. It's quiet. There would be no more chattering down below. I'd already forgotten her name. Something breezy where even the slightest gust of wind could cut you off in the middle of saying it as though the very reverberations of the sound were swept away. There wasn't too much interesting about her. She fell for only the third ploy. Usually you have to get to six. Six is the best. But it's quiet now. Everything is so similar to how I remembered it before. Just me here. Just me. Quiet. The bugs, the stars, the emissaries. Nothing but that which was normal, nothing that filled the sky with needless words. It didn't become me to talk about her in such a way. After all, she never meant us any offense, just as we meant her none. It was no fault of her own that she was born of the easiest prey. Just one night, the spinning of a few lies, and then disposal. The town would have another case to look into, but they would never find their evidence. They would never find me. My skin itched. I moved about in it as best as I could. I mean, even after standing vigil for a good millennia or two, I never enjoyed the change. It was necessary, I had to admit that, but... Necessary and pleasant very rarely cohabitated. And yet, even though I was about to don her skin, I couldn't remember her. Were it not for a good cause, I'd say it was a waste. I understood a bit of what she understood. The drama, the abusive mother, the joys of the coffee shop, but... Even still, I didn't remember her. Couldn't even salvage her name. I thought for a good few seconds. It was a shame how quickly they passed. Each of these new, noisy ones was just as much a creature as the first one, and yet I could only remember him, his jet-black eyes, proud gait, and wandering euphemisms. He had even been afraid of me, even though I donned a skin like his and spoke with his own tongue. He should have known better. There were none of their kind here during those dark days, and the easy prey travel in flocks. Who would have I been, then? Nothing but bones. He was the second best hunter in his tribe, but believed himself even better than the quiet man who lingered on the edge of camp, only to bring back the deer himself. The young man would make a show of his kills, displaying them to the rest of the camp. They'd cheer him on for his diligence, remark it was only through his efforts that the clan managed to survive another day, and watch as everyone either smiled at him with envy, lust, or some combination thereof. Even he had no idea what he meant to find here. There was no story for him here. Those tales would come along in the future when the easy prey built boxes for themselves to rest in and change the plants in the soil. There was no story that I could tell him. And yet he saw me as something greater. Even before we devoured him, I could see that spark of awe in his eyes. Here in this thing on the hill, he could forge his name. He would be a shaman just like the others, someone who commanded even more respect than the best of the hunters. If he could talk to me, and I could talk to it, well, the future was going to be bright, 
wasn't it? Even if the gods decreed the end of the elk migrations, even if God brought an end to the rains, it would do so with his mouth, and all would look to him with genuine awe, for he had true power. I talked to him a while about his people, how they loped about, where they claimed to have come from. As my curiosity spilled forth, I noticed a bit of that zealous glow in the eyes disappearing. Doubt. A creature that looked like myself and yet had the power of speech should already know these things. Maybe his hopes were misplaced. Maybe it would be best if he simply left me alone as a curiosity. A story that he could tell his buddies about when they got drunk on blackberry wine. Even though it wouldn't be nearly as nice as being the most important person in the clan, at least he would have the honor of being a revered storyteller, of having even more people kiss up to him in the long nights. At least. As my questions drew on, I noticed the tension in his muscles grow, like those of an elk when they smell the things below. I was not so stupid as to ignore this. I called the emissaries once more when he scrambled back from the pinning position. He was fast, but the emissaries are always faster. The one who steps foot on the knoll is doomed. It simply is. So they feasted, and I learned. There were more of these easy prey out there. In fact, there were thousands of them, all in different groups. If they were all so driven by hunger for such arcane things as knowledge and pride over survival, then the ones below would eat well for as long as they stuck around. And they stuck around. Each one I feasted on joined my grand amalgamation of memory, staining my mind with their odd urges. I must admit I rather liked it. Some type of hunger that was not directly connected to the ones below with the oozing flesh and pressing mandibles. Something new. No, I, I didn't like it. I loved it. I loved learning about them and their various pursuits. And yet still, I feared. With each one we devoured, I knew they were getting stronger, and eventually, just maybe, they would have the strength and knowledge to learn of this place and root us out. That is my worst fear, and has haunted me the entire time of my vigil. So tired. I wish to go below and sleep. Yet I can't. I keep the vigil. But I'm so tired of worrying. I sometimes wish for the times of past when I didn't have the words to put to these feelings, or even had these feelings running about my carapace in the first place. It was simpler, then. The only thing to talk about was hunger. We are hungry today, safe tomorrow. All through our work. You got to feel so powerful, so devoid of fear. I miss that. And if I were experiencing the changes of this mind, what about the others? We dined on similar cuisine, after all. The only difference was that I wore the skin. Were they also so confused, so corrupted? Corrupted. Hmm. What a word. A nasty, easy prey word. Corrupted. Who am I? Who are you to dictate that which nature should be? Have we come across some transcendental truth that sentience should not be? No, not I, nor all those I have captured. There is no corruption. Only what is, and what will be. Even still, I wanted to go home. At times I wondered if the ones below had forgotten about me, the ones standing vigil. 
My time to be replaced had come and gone, and they had sent none but the emissaries, the wriggling exoskeletons humming a tune that I, with my corrupted ears, could no longer understand. Perhaps they meant to call me back. Perhaps they merely meant to damn me, infuriate me with the temptations of the lost knowledge of our truth. Perhaps. But I never remembered them as vindictive. Sure, they would at times be such during the years of my predecessor who never brought them enough to eat, but they always just grumbled about the food. I sent them food, more food than any of us could ever have imagined. The easy prey came here willingly. They did not smell the faint aura of decay in the air, nor did they spot the tiny bits of yellow bone peeking out from the fertile earth. They noticed the grass, at least. They were not so blind as to not notice that. Even they knew that this place was strange, and that somehow made them want to come to it more. They were an inquisitive bunch, at least that's what they thought to themselves. In reality, they were more foolhardy than inquisitive, more sustenance than muscle. So I sometimes didn't even have to ask them in stilted tones to join me here to listen to a story, to purchase drugs, kiss, or whatever it was that a certain individual wanted. No, I, I didn't even have to see them. They simply had to see me, and they would come over and ask. Vintner's Knoll. Everyone knew it. It was the tallest point for at least fifty miles around. Why was it called such? I, I had no answer. I never had an answer. I never trapped someone who knew. It made me paranoid to think that someone had strolled by at some point throughout the aeons without my knowledge and gave this place a name. People didn't come here in groups. They'd never come here in groups. Not once in the entire time I'd been standing guard. Not once. So it was an individual. One single person who made me lax in my duties. Perhaps that's why they never called me back. Allowed me time to rest and feast in the place where all is good. But the paranoia wouldn't help me. The emissaries wouldn't help me. The ones below needed to be fed, and I would keep them full. That was that. It was simple. Easy enough for even a mind like my own to grasp.